Let us pray. Father God, I am just learning how to pray. Bear with me. First, I thank you for the life of everyone that's here with me. Then I thank you for the love you give me. Why? I don't know. I don't deserve it. And it hurts inside. Many a nights I cried and called your name out loud. I didn't call you when I was doing good. Too proud. And still you gave me love. I wasn't used to that. Most of the people that gave me love ended up taking it back. It's something new to me. So I'm asking you for time to adjust. Let me make it there. I will be one you can trust. What I stand for, I put my life on. I do. I guess what I'm asking is, show me how to stand for you. And I will rap for you, sing for you, preach for you, teach for you, reach for you. I will love you like you love me, unconditionally. And I will always be prepared for whatever the mission will be. Give the nutrition to me, and I'll properly digest it. And when I give it back, I'll show you word well invested. And whenever I go, before I go, let me give. Thanks to you, Lord, for my birth, for every day that I've lived. You gave me a love most of my life I didn't know was there. In the name of Jesus, I give you my life, because you can. King known uncensored man and I'm just gonna call this prayers for DMX um if you haven't heard if you've been living under a rock um DMX is currently in the hospital um in a vegetated state you know he's currently on life support there have been conflicting reports that he woke up or is breathing but the family chimed in and said that the lawyer gave an incorrect report. He is still on life support. And, you know, there's also a conflicting report that he had an overdose and that led to a heart attack when he just had a heart attack. And this is what I mean. This is why I can't stand about fucking reporting. They always report 
negative shit when it's actually a lot, when it's actually just a heart attack. Now, X has been suffering. He's had his demons. And it looked like he was on the right path. But, you know, health complications, you know, from the drug use probably have contributed to what just happened. But us as human beings, we love DMX because we know his story about his mother abandoning him and his grandmother taking him in, her passing away. You know, he has depicted, and, and then of course, you know, him getting addicted to drugs in the first place as one of his OGs gave him a lace blunt. And this seemed to be the drug that has plagued DMX from getting to his potential. But even as a drug addict, we accepted him. And we loved him. We listened to his music. And that's why we just, that's why we praying so hard for him. Because every crossroad, every, you know, when it, when it came to jail, you know, him getting his record deal, we were all happy for him and proud for him. And we just wanted him to win so bad because everything in life that has been a struggle for him, he has overcame. And, you know, his condition is looking like he's not going to make it. But there is still a part of me that believes that he's going to beat this shit and come out and be better. We all know that DMX, you know, had the potential to be a top five rapper of all time in my book. He had that potential. But, you know, the second half of his career wasn't that great musically. But I feel like what he's got in the can right now of a finished album that he was talking about, I think that's going to fuck the game up. And I'm sorry I ain't got no music, but this is a reflection portion right here. I'm reflecting the fact I'm still trying to accept the fact that this man is in this condition right now. Someone who is a fighter, someone who is an underdog, the dog of all dogs, dark man X. You know what I'm saying? And I just send just a prayer to everybody that loves him, knows him, family members, all that shit, man. And I'm hoping to God that I'm not doing a tribute show next week. I'm hoping to God that I'm doing a show where I'm saying TMX has come out of the hospital. But we're going to move on. You know, I'm not trying to make this show dark and gloomy. I'm trying to uh, breathe some life in it. I just wanted to reflect real quick on um, X. So... Let me see if I can find a DMX instrumental. <laughs> yeah, man. But this is just a tough situation for me to stomach because X is one of my, the favorite people that I love to mock. You know, I do a mean DMX impression, but I'm not going to do that right now because it's not a time to laugh. It's a time to pray. But cue the music. All right. 
Let's move on to some crazy news out the NBA. Drew Holiday got the bag. Drew Holiday is getting more money than a lot of your favorite NBA players. And a lot of people are confused and upset. Man, listen. Let me tell you something, man. Drew Holiday got the Chris Paul contract. And don't get me wrong. I feel like Drew Holiday is one of those NBA players that works his ass off. And he deserved every red cent of that money. But Milwaukee is on crack for giving him that much money. Despite me feeling that he deserves that money because Drew Holiday is a 3 and D guy. He can play both sides of the ball. He can play three positions. And he can lock down your team's best wing player or point guard. He's been known infamously for shutting down Damian Lillard for a whole entire series. This is the guy that shut Dame down. That dude is bad. Bad news. I get that the Bucks are excited to have him, but that's way too much money. And how are you going to sign free agents to help Giannis Antetokounmpo, who had also signed a large contract? But I believe that, honestly, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, and the rest of those people whose names are not Drew Holiday and Giannis Antetokounmpo are expendable and tradable. But I'm I'm proud of Drew Holiday, man. I'm happy he got his payday because he's one of my favorite players to watch. You know what I'm saying? One of the last real guys that play defense in the NBA still. That actually give a fuck about both sides of the ball and plays every play of the game. And can still go out and get 30. Oh yeah, man. Pistons news. Killian Hayes still fucking sucks. I mean, me personally, I wanted the Pistons to get Obi Toppin or Tyrese Halliburton. You look at how Tyrese and Obi are doing versus Killian Hayes, who just came back. They, You know, Pistons fans be like, but he just came back. But he just came back. Man, I don't give a fuck. This man registered no points. Three assists and five rebounds. That is unacceptable. When you're on a team that isn't very good and you have and you're a first round pick i don't give a fuck what he overcame i don't give a fuck you're 19 years old i mean you can't get 10 and 10 that's all i'm asking 10 and 10 when we drafted him i said that he was a good passer i didn't say that he could score i didn't say he was a great shooter i was a little bit mad about that pick You know, us picking Sadiq Bey, that's who I was raving about. But, yeah, man, that dude sucks. He's fucking sorry. I I hate to break the news. And I believe that we should, if we don't get the number one overall pick, we should trade Killian Hayes and our pick for the number one pick. 
period, point blank. Now, the Lakers get destroyed by the Clippers. I mean, this shouldn't even be news because LeBron and Anthony Davis and Andre Drummond did not play. But unfortunately, this is still considered a rivalry game here. Kyle Kuzma, 2 of 10. Mark Keith Morris, 4 of 10. Mark Gasol, wow, 4 of 7. Trez and Taylor Horton Tucker led the team in scoring despite not even starting. Dennis Schroeder, 3 of 12, my God. I mean, you look at Marcus Morris, you know what I'm saying, 22 points. Kawhi, 19 minutes, 19 points. Paul George, 16 points. Kind of a light day for the Clippers here. Kind of kind of a little bit of light work. But that was just sad to watch, to be honest. I mean, Kyle Kuzma's been disappointing. Like, I, if there was a time to get your money and to make your name known... This was it. But come on, Flintstone. Get your shit right. You're capable of averaging 20. I I vouch for you. Get it together, Kyle Kuzma. Ah, uh, Cassidy versus Hitman. I finally fucking saw the battle. Finally. I know, I know. It was just yesterday. But you know me, man. I like to be on top of things before everybody else. Everybody got, got to watch the fucking battle and shit. You know, I dug and I dug and I dug and I finally found a bootleg link. And let me tell y'all something. I tell you what. At first, it looked like Cassidy was controlling the battle. Because the first round, he fucked Hitman up. Which, you know, Hitman started off the battle. He was go He was going. He was definitely going that first round. But Cassidy kind of flexed with the swear to God scheme. And he was just punching and punching and punching like old Cassidy used to do. So that first round, I give to Cassidy. Second round, however, Hitman did not look confident in that second round. You know, because people kept interrupting him and he looked a little bit frustrated and irritated. He wasn't really on his shit. However, the second half of the round, Hitman made up the lost ground. Now, Cassidy's second round was fucking awful, too. It was terrible. It was a bunch of bad punchlines that didn't necessarily connect. And it was really, really disappointing because Cassidy had a chance to get two rounds. And he blew it. With bad scheming. Now the third round. Ooh, super debatable, y'all. Super fucking debatable. I'm telling you. You could go either way, to be honest. Now Hitman started off light. And then he started getting better and better and better. And then he had a Nick Cannon punchline. And then, you know, he bought him out the crowd. And then, you know, Hitman Holla, brother, you know what I'm saying, got in the battle, doing a back and forth with Hitman. And then there was a fight that broke out between Hitman brother and Cassidy, even though it wasn't no punches thrown. 
But, you know, a lot of people from Cassidy's camp and Hitman's camp were trying to get to each other. So, then they they got everything together. Hitman played the Peacemaker, broke everything up, and, uh, and continued the round, and then ended it with the Nick Cannon thing. And then Cassidy, you know... Like I said, the second round was so bad. Like, he had teeth jokes and shit that didn't connect. Shit was ass. But this third round, Cassidy was a lot better. And, um, it was super fucking close. But I edge it to Hitman. Because it's one of those things that it is so close that one thing can decide the battle. It's just like... A one-point game where one shot can make the game. And I feel like Hitman Holla with the Nick Cannon thing won the battle with that. You know, he finished off the battle with that because they had each got a round. But Hitman's rounds, you know, his first round was good, but Cassidy took control of the battle. And made the second round painful for Hitman, but he did just enough just to get by out that round. And then that last round, you know, it was fucking close as hell. Cassidy was prepared. That battle could be could be 2-1 either way. But I give the edge to Hitman. Barely. Um respect to the OGs. Um Ronald Isley and the Isley brothers and Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, they were battling on Versus tonight. Um, I decided not to check it out. That's not really my scene. That's not necessarily my age group. Despite me knowing the history, knowing their hits, I just wasn't in that mood today to watch that. You know, just wasn't in the mood. I wasn't in a... Uh, I wasn't in my old school bag today, man. Because, you know, I have my days where I'm in my old school bag. But shout out to Mr. Biggs, though. My, my nigga can fuck mothers, grandmas, and daughters, nigga. And granddaughters, nigga. Like, this nigga fuck your great aunt, your auntie. Like, nigga. This dude aging backwards. He got the gray fuckboy beard. Man, Mr. Biggs is Mr. Biggs, man. This is Mr. Biggs. How you doing, Mr. Big? What the hell is going on? Man, don't get me started on that. Because I'm an Isley Brothers fan. I mean, I like Earth, Wind, and Fire, too. But shh, something about, it's something about Ron Isley, man. Just because I'm sleeping with her don't mean that I'm sleeping with her. That's that shit, boy. That's that shit, bro. I'm telling you, all the Mr. Biggs, the Mr. Biggs days and shit, stop playing with me. Between the sheets, don't even get me started. Like, I'm a fan, I, like, I'm a, I align myself with the Isleys. No disrespect to Earth, Wind, and Fire. They make timeless music that you play that shit now, you know, Shining Star be bopping, September be popping. Like, that's a, actually a good battle to me, but I'm just not interested in it today. Um, Lonzo Ball has a breakout game. He hits eight threes, but he hurt himself. Ah, man. He was doing so well. He was killing. 
Lonzo was big. I know he was playing the Rockets, but they were playing without Brandon Ingram. Yeah, he had 27 points and hit a three-pointer. Yeah, man, Zion didn't play. Wow, so that's crazy. So they were evenly matched tonight. So Zion didn't play. Brandon Ingram didn't play. Nikhil Alexander-Walker didn't play. John Wall didn't play. Man, people are dinged up this season. My goodness. But shout out to Lonzo. I I hope he's all right. Looked like a hamstring injury. And last but not least, man, I know y'all tired of me talking about this nigga. I know you're tired about me talking to this nigga, man. Talking about this nigga. Because every show, this nigga just does some shit, man. But West Side Gun drops another song on Easter. It's a nine-minute song featuring Mac Hami and Keisha Plum. Yeah, West Side Easter Gun Day 4. I think that's what the fuck that shit called. But whatever the fuck that is, that shit was, uh, that shit was cold. I mean, it was... The, the, the beat was um, the Wu-Tang Clan hollow bones beat as West Side Gun does, does his thing over that beat. And it was cool, man. All nine minutes. It, it, you, it, it's not, it doesn't get too long. And then last but not least, yo, I heard Freddie Gibbs' new song the other day. Uh, man, that shit is a banger. That's a hit record, bro. That's a fucking hit. Yeah, Easter Gun Day 4 Freestyle. That's what it was called. But Freddie Gibbs' uh, new track is called Big Boss Rabbit. Let me tell you something. That's a banger. That's a cl- that's for the club. It samples the irony, though, that it samples Nas' You're the Man. And Nas beat him at the Grammys. That's crazy. I think this will uh, help Freddie Gibbs get a little bit more motivated to uh, mix up the music. But anyway, I'm gonna get the fuck up out of here, man. Man, you know, prayer, prayers up for DMX, man. We love you, DMX. I am DMX. <laughs>